When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Hey, DJ! Hey! Just happy birthday and a move to the athletic. That does not mean he will not be on SDPN. I don't know why people always assume that. He works at TSN, he works at the athletic, and he thing? works here. Yeah, people were like, well, what happens to the CJ show? And I'm like, it, it remains. Well, you can tell that. <laughs> that's, how they tweet. that's how they tweet. <laughs> so um, anyway, happy to hit. And by the way, he ran in the Toronto Marathon yesterday, too, because fucking whatever, man. Nice. What an animal. Um, Maddie says that he uh, reminds her of a lumberjack. Yeah. <laughs> and he's okay. And I like that. He sleeps all night and he works all day. That's right. That's a that's a very masculine thing to be, I think. Mm. Yeah. What do you think? I, I could I could believe Lumberjack. What say. about a Lumber Jill? <laughs> it could be that Adam? too. <laughs> I would I would support one of them. Is that a thing? Start. We were talking specifically about the, CJ here, but yes, yeah. I would, of course. Yeah, but start to the program. You support one thing, which means you don't support another. Oh, that's you know what? That is how the world works. And mm. don't you don't forget nuance. Forget nuance. Now, I want to throw something your way mm. just to make you happy. Ah, other than CJ, yeah. <laughs> better fucking catch it. Uh, no, Jesse, I just sent you a tweet, and I meant to put this on last show. This is from game one with the Toronto Maple Leafs, okay? Mm. Already you're going to be happy because Matthews had a hat trick, right? Which Let me guess. Ryan Reeves is running around in his own end. No, it's not that. Oh, no? It's not that. I can't wait. It's a, it's a lovely little picture. Oh, and okay. I just thought, I want to see. sometimes I want to start the show with some wholesome stuff. It's been a really hard week and a half of news, not just around the world, but even in the NHL with the, you know, with the Pride Tape stuff. We had Brian Burke on, by the way, on Agent Provocateur. I saw. It was mm-hmm. great. Um, you should definitely check out that episode. And man, he doesn't mince words. That's what I love about Berkey. Um, but I love this picture. Can you see who in this picture matters the second most? We know the first most, and he's in the foreground. Yes. Who is in the background? Oh, that's Jim Treliving. That is Jim Treliving and his wife. Oh, okay. And that's when Matthew scored, and Jim Treliving and his wife are getting up to cheer. <laughs> How amazing is that? He's in the front row. You know what? And he's I, got the scarf, and he's blue and white. Like, come on. I do appreciate the effort, because he's like, well, I'm a businessman, so I got to wear a suit, but damn it, it's going to be leaf blue. Jim's okay. got to know better. Those are bad seats. They are bad. They're they're rough. Those, seats. those are bad. You never you know, want to sit on the glass at a hockey game. The one thing I would say about those seats, though, is and this is this is key for somebody like me um, that you can run to the bathroom very easily from there. He gets to he can walk right out. Mm. Oh, because you know specifically where all the bathrooms listen, are at Scotiabank Arena. Listen, I because you've been there so often. Well because educated. You're always at games like you were at on Saturday yes. when you're in the Scotiabank Club. Is it, what no, is it? No, no. What is it? No. How dare you? MasterCard Club? MasterCard Lounge. Oh, Lounge. This MasterCard yeah. oh, Lounge. Lounge. MasterCard this holder, it allows you to have specific privileges. Mm. And if you want to live a privileged existence, you just need a MasterCard. We don't own your level of MasterCard. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> Uh, no, you do actually. Everybody's entitled to it, which is kind of cool. It's Leafs. There's a whole bunch of Leafs and Raptors benefits. You'll see it on my social media and some of the SDPN mm. stuff as well. 
Uh, but it, it actually is a fully renovated new lounge and it was pretty cool. And you know what was great? As influencer guy, because that's what I was, mm. you know, they have chargers at every seat. Chargers so you could charge your phone seat? at every seat. So, no way. So that the bar section, it's like you can plug your phone in, you're good. So I brought my charger with me. Uh, thinking I'd have to like sit by a wall or something. No, I sat at my seat, watched the game, charged my phone. So you were a big influencer guy. Big influencer yeah. guy. So, so how soon until we see you on this, my new favorite subreddit that I think you would love? What is it? I'm the main character. Oh. <laughs> Man, I got to tell you, I was there with somebody who's a real influencer. Mm. Her name is Tori Webster. I just I met her there and her and her dad were there and her dad's a huge Leaf fan and, um, and he played junior and it was a goaltender or whatever. So I sat and hung out with them all night. And she, like, she's the true influencer, like, doesn't give a shit. Like, I'm going to do my thing. You might need to get out of my shot. Hmm. You know, that sort of thing. Whereas I'm, like, apologizing to everybody while I'm going, you know, there's, like, food and whatever. I'm, Excuse like, me. I'm sorry. I Pardon have to me. Film this. I'm sorry. Can you wave? Do you mind waving? Like, you know what I mean? How like, was the food? Amazing. Yeah, what, had, what was um, it? They had a, uh, um, uh, they had, like, roast beef there, but they also had roast turkey, which I love. Oh. And they had a roast <laughs> You went to a hockey game and they had roast, roast turkey. You had roast beast <laughs> and they also had a had, hockey game so like had, the friggin' Grinch. So the turkey was was uh, they get they slice the turkey, whatever, give it to you, and then you have like a there's a jerk sauce gravy. The, the chef that you put on it, slice the yeah turkey. right in front of you. Well, no, because there's like a buffet, right? But it's a high end one, and they also had grilled pineapple, which I love. And they did have sushi there, but I know, out of character for me, I did not have any. Why? Wow. Because yeah, the roast on the turkey. turkey was too good. Did Frank Corrado come and give you a jar of tomato sauce? No, he didn't. No? He didn't. It, oh. No. It was good. That's garbage. Was He, he was there, right? With the, I, uh, I assume so. He does the call. I think he calls some games there for... Yeah, he's on the radio now. Yeah, he does the sure. pregame show. I know. Uh, oh, okay. I hear him on, on Well, anyway. Radio, I got, on I 1050. You, it, was, it, it was quite the It was quite the view. Uh, and it was quite, it was very cool. So, uh, anyway, yeah, no, I'm good. Not, I'm glad for you, man. Not a great influencer. I'm not, um, by the way, we're, it's funny. These two make fun of me, but we're all going to a game together with MasterCard later this year. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. Where? No, oh, I, I email. This Check is news out. to me. Yeah, no, we are all three of us. Are you fun. sure I'm able to go? Yeah, you have to go. Oh. This is your turn. Well, Jesse and I have both done our turns. It's your turn now. I didn't I, uh, go to a game. <laughs> I had you about. You went to real sports. <laughs> I had the opportunity to go to the uh, to go to the Minnesota game, mm -hmm. and I turned it down because there's something I'm working on, I'm, and I'm putting myself in work jail for that. You shouldn't. Have. And yeah, I regret it. You should have been at that game. I got to tell you, I want to start today's show truly, like this first segment here, with um, a video, and it's from the Leafs Blueprint, Jesse. It's on Twitter. And it's going to make you upset, especially if you're on Twitter on Sunday morning and you're mm. like, damn, dude, I need something to be mad about. We can't play like half of it. It has highlights in it. Oh, it does? Yeah. Okay. But we can play the All back. I want is we can play the back half of it. So yeah. give me a second. All I want is the back okay. half because the back half is what matters. Now, I always say high five, <laughs> glute bridges. That's right. First thing in the morning, every morning. <laughs> Let's go. Got to keep that power dumper going, you know? Sure do. Uh, so I think I think the uh, um, what I loved about this was there seems to be some really great um, teammate to teammate interaction happening with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm. Well, now I know it was on camera, but let's be honest. Hockey players are not great performers for the camera. Okay. So usually when you see something, it's pretty real. You take them off the ice. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, do you remember do you remember the the, the Leafs blueprint on Amazon? Mm -hmm. And how they had um 
uh, like John Tavares' speech at that last speech before. Come on, guys, we gotta fucking go get the fucking yeah. fuck, fuck, fuck. And I'm like, okay, this. He is really he <laughs> he went junior on that one. He, he reverted back to the OHL. Yes. He's just like, all right, I got nothing, so I'm gonna say fuck a bunch. The guy who could speak really well was Sheldon Keefe. He had some great speeches in there. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's have a look at Sheldon Keefe. Uh, obviously, you get a belt after the game awarded by your teammates. Maddie got or Austin Matthews got it the first game because he got a hat trick. He got another hat trick. Listen to the inside of this dressing room. Nice effort, boys. Willie, nice talks. Mo Daddy all over the ice tonight. Uh, but Revo, just Daddy. setting the tone for the oh. show. Yeah. Now that brings us to the most... That brings He said swear. He said a swear. Ooh, I'm so mad! Now, Ooh. I want to I, I, I want to set the scene here because I was at the game and I feel like mm. as much as um, I, I don't know what it is right now. But if you are at the game, people like discount what you see. It's almost like, oh, <laughs> you were at you the game, the so you don't know shit. And and uh, because it's, it's like you're not looking at you're only look using your eyes. It's a different experience. And I'm a fan. Right. You have to remember, I'm a fan. So I'm going to tell you how it felt as a fan. Mm hmm. When Ryan Reeves lined up and fought whoever the fuck from the wild, I don't even remember who it was. Doesn't matter. Uh, Marcus Felino. Great. His, I almost probably, said Nick. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, that's not right. One of his buddies, right? One of his friends. That's from why last it year. took me so long. I'm like, not Nick, the other one. Uh, Mark. <laughs> the entire arena stood up, and it was the loudest I've heard it since I was there in the playoffs. And I went, I went to, as you guys made fun of me for, um, uh, a lot of regular season games last year. What? Jesse and I went to a couple together. Um, was it a specialty night? It was like, like was was there like a different crowd there? Because usually when there's a big fight, like they get up and go off. Well, I'm not for this nonsense, <laughs> and they go to the concourse and buy right. you know, some popcorn. I I have to tell you the the they are there is an effort being made at Scotiabank Arena to bring up the energy level, and the it's bad. It, the well the energy level traditionally has been bad, but I'm telling you. I've never seen. So first off, the, the fight was great, but it, and it it did set the tone. And I don't care what the stats tell you; it it did sort of set the tone. The Leafs were pretty great after that, but the beyond that, it set the tone for the fans because the fans. And I'm not saying you should just fight to get the fans into it, but the music was far more high energy. Just generally, now forget the goal song. Far more high energy. I've never seen people, um, and and this includes playoff games, dancing in the aisles at a Leaf game. <laughs> Just, even what? when the camera's not on them. Camera's not on them. It's not going around. I've never seen people just getting up and dancing. When I went to Yankee Stadium once, people just got up and danced. When we went to see the Red Sox guys, remember? People just got up and danced whenever music came on. We were like, this is so weird. Jesse, what did you say about our experience at Yankee Stadium when we were looking around at all the people? Uh, every like Something's happening with everybody. Something along the Everyone's line. doing something. Everyone's doing something. No one was just sitting there watching the game. Right. Yeah, yeah. No one. Not a single person. Now, now, weird. People were watching the game when the when the puck was on the ice, but in between, people were up. They were dancing. Probably had a little bit. You know, maybe maybe they they had a few pops, as we call them. Did they lower the price? Can you get a beer for under thirty dollars? Don't now? think so. Doesn't matter though, because they were excited about it. And I, I the the what I liked about this, and I actually liked the the, the new new Leafs goal song too, because it seemed to work. Because you can clap along to it. But the uh, engagement of the fans was crazy, and it was. The loudest I have heard it outside of a playoff game, and frankly, compare it to a playoff game. The only thing with playoff games is when you when they haven't scored, 
it's fucking silent. Playoff games because, suck. Because everybody are scared. Well, because we keep going to losing awful. ones, Jesse. <laughs> no, because they were down by one goal the entire game. And how are you supposed to cheer? Everyone's just nervous because uh, we're like, uh, it's happening again. I <laughs> went to a game where Dark Guy should have been at least third star. The Leafs were losing, I think it was 2 nothing to the Washington Capitals. It was game three, 2017. They put Dark Guy on the screen. Mm-hmm. Everyone started going nuts. And what followed that, I'm pretty sure the shift after that was that shift where Kadri and Komarov blew up everyone on the team in the Matthews court. It Dark Guy was third star. <laughs> third star that what night. Willie for the on, tying uh, goal, Bozak for the winner. I want to know what happened on Wednesday. Because everybody says the complete opposite about what happened uh, yeah. night one of the Leafs. Usually night one's pretty... Adam, you were there. No, I wasn't there. But I, I do... What? I, I have heard that same thing. And yeah. I think so that first quiet, period though. was quiet. There's no question. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, I, whatever it was Wednesday did not translate to Saturday. And I think... Um, right, but there's no reason it should have been like that on Wednesday because there was a fight. There yeah. was three goals by Austin Matthews. It was the introduction of all the new guys, like they came out there, the pregame stuff. So I wonder, I wonder what the atmosphere, why it's so different Maybe from like Saturday, the big game to the weekend. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I honestly, I've been to a bunch of Saturday games. I've not seen it like this, and I'm not saying I'm not attributing it completely to Ryan Reeves fighting. I don't want anybody to be to misconstrue no. me here, which they'll try to anyway. Um, I think guys, you have a very exciting team. That is a bit of a tire fire sometimes on their own end so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have some guys that are willing to fight. And, and you know, Twitter is its own thing. We have to remember that. Twitter, what people think on Twitter, rightly or wrongly, is there, there's, it's one part of a huge pie. And I have to be honest, a lot of people from Toronto like a good old tussle on a Saturday night. And you could see it. Uh, trying to make the Leafs into the 2002 Red Wings, as as good as that team was, uh, was never going to work. It was ne- It's not the team that this city wants. Um, and I didn't realize that uh, until a few years in. It was never the team this city wanted. They, rightly or wrongly, want to be the 93 Leafs. Or even like the 2002 Leafs, who were tough nuts as well. They want a rough and tumble, gritty team. Now, there is a point to be made, gentlemen, about Ryan Reeves, because the whole discussion, and Jesse did a whole podcast on it yesterday, which was really good. Um, uh, That was really good. The conversation about Ryan Reeves is very interesting, because, and we'll talk about Matthews. Yeah, 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 he's got six goals to start. Yeah. Who cares? Are we we doing a disservice to the Toronto Maple Leafs by not talking about back-to-back hat-tricks? I I think this this is a conversation is a disservice. Get an assist, Austin. Boo. Um, He has zero. Selfish. Zero goose eggs. They're two games. Boom. Who are you, Kuzmenko? Yeah. Um, what? I, you know, that's the, the, you the mean Columbus Marchenko? guy. Is it? No, no. It was Kuzmenko. Kuzmenko's in Vancouver. Oh, it's Marchenko. Yeah. yeah. One of the co's. Yeah. Anyway. One of the co's. What? The Anko's. <laughs> Not a system co. <laughs> so the, the point I'm trying to make is, yes, I bet Ryan Reeves advanced stats suck now. What? And they're going to suck. Are you ready? All year. But what? That's so weird because everyone predicted they'd be great. No, I think everybody suggested that they wouldn't be. I think my point in this is, can we allow for the best players? Like, you see, if Matthews advanced stats suck, then we got a problem. Mm. Yes. Okay? We got a big problem. If Nylander's advanced stat, if uh, Morgan Riley, uh, Mitch Marner, all these guys that are true stars, if their advanced stats suck, we're in big trouble. I mean, if players stop doing what's expected of them. But is it fair to allow for 
people are like, well, where's their offense going to come from from their fourth line? And I, my what? question to you is, <laughs> when did they ever have offense on the fourth line, even when they tried to? They, they tried that. They tried. And when that, they tried that, work. what happened? It didn't work. Right. And it I didn't. Well, and and the problem is when you do try that and it doesn't work, then what do you have? Then you have no identity. You, like so when the fourth you, line is out there, b believe it or not, they are trying to score. But when they can't, they can do something else. The I remember it was like I don't remember who the center was. Let's say Nick Patan and Andreas Janssen when he was really young, and Kasperi Kapanen when he was really young. And that's when they took Matt Martin off that fourth line, and they could roll four lines and they could skate and skate and skate and when they didn't score nothing else was happening mm -hmm. nothing else was happening that's the problem because nothing else could happen nothing else could happen oh yeah andreas get out there and kicks him at what i think what we're what we're what i'm suggesting here is and this is this is something that listen a few years ago i would have bought in completely let's roll four lines and try <laughs> to get them all to score i get it. me too um me too. i think where my opinion has changed is that i've seen that where I've seen that happen. Uh, I've seen it not work. And I've seen the fourth line be a bunch of vanilla guys. Like, you remember that conversation? I'm going to bring it back to the blueprint that, that Keith had with Jimmy VC, which was probably unfair. I, I, I want to see, I want a, an identity. You're vanilla. The fourth I thought lines, the conversation was fair. I, I think the way it was presented was a bit, a bit unfair. Fair enough. But yeah. the point is, is that the fourth lines over the last few years have been kind of vanilla. I can remember some standouts. Like Jason Spezza, spectacular fourth liner for the Toronto he was, Maple Leafs. He, he was amazing. Amazing player mm -hmm. for the Leafs. Uh, I think David Kampf, when he's been on the fourth line, has been spectacular but for But Spezza that. changed his role as well. What was his role? He fucking banged and crashed, and then he could score as well. He could score as well. That, that was the difference with him. And then I think, I want to say they had Joe Thornton with him, and they had the two-and-a-half men line. It was uh, Joe Thornton who also adapted his role a bit, and Adam Brooks, mm -hmm. who they then perma scratched. But yeah. you know they and they tried to form an identity. And I know that it's way too early. And I know that in ten games I could be like, shit, I was wrong. I'm mm -hmm. I'm fully allowed to open myself up to that. But at the same time, I'm going to ask you to allow yourself to say. Maybe this could work. It's been two games. His expected goals for are not great. One of them, one of the reasons that it's not great is A, he's not an expected goals for player. And B, uh, I believe his stat is hurt by the fact that um, uh, TJ Brody blew a tire and there was a breakaway. Yeah, so he's been on the ice for two goals so far. I, I got into this Twitter thing yesterday. I didn't... No, it's not. It wasn't a mean thing. It was a conversation. Yeah, like I, did, I didn't want to be a dick or get into a fight or anything i was just saying like in fairness yes he's been on the ice for two goals against one of them the leafs had the puck in the offensive zone which i believe is a good thing and the puck went back to the point which is fine and allowed the defender at the point fell there was a breakaway and it went in the net and i want i just wanted to know how that was ryan reeves fault Je jesse yeah you did a whole show on this yeah what what were your kind of what was the crux of your argument? Where do we? Where do you sit on this? Oh, where I kind of landed was that if this actually becomes a problem, the Leafs will fix it. 
And they've so far they've had their star players score back to back hat tricks and they started the season two and zero, oh, and it's not a problem and all the guys like it and the fans like it, so it's not really an issue. Of all and, the problems they've had over the first two games, Ryan Reeves is none of them. Yeah, and and if it actually becomes a problem where it affects wins and losses, the guys on the coaching staff, Sheldon Keefe and and Bradshaw Living up top, they're not dumb. Like they'll be able to see that he's a liability. I think and there's a lot of fear that. though because of that, Jesse, because because there are people who believe it was dumb to sign him in the first place All right so so yeah. as as fans um because I, I asked for like questions beforehand just to get the the feel of how people are thinking as fans pointed out that they went through this in the 22 uh season when what happened they won the cup they won the stanley cup and they won the stanley cup with a guy named curtis mcdermott he's a he's a defenseman sometimes he plays the wing actually just because they can put him anywhere because it doesn't really matter what he does on the ice because he's out there to just push people around he's not out there to play any type of he's not nathan mckinnon no if i'm not mistaken he's the guy who was holding the cup above his head in the bar and fell over with it. <laughs> if you remember that clip. Ah, that's funny. So yeah. all through that 21-22 season, Curtis McDermott was in and out of the lineup. He played 58 games. In those 58 games, he had 89 penalty minutes, finished with five points. He played the season, you know, in and out of the lineup, but at five, he played like five minutes at a time. There's a couple of nights I was going through his game log yesterday. He had like two minutes of ice time and he played a full game. You know, it's ridiculous. And when they got to the playoffs, Curtis McDermott didn't play a single game. He was in the lineup all season long, 58 games. They get to the playoffs where things actually matter. Zero playoff games because the coaching staff said, hey, we're not going to have him out there because it's going to hurt the team. But to get through the regular season, having this guy in our locking room, having him in the lineup because the guys really like him. And during the regular season, he can go beat people up and get some penalty minutes for us and rack them up. And it's important for our team. And the Leafs are in a similar situation. And they haven't really done this before because Wayne Simmons wasn't that. Zach Bogosian wasn't that like people are making those comparisons. Kyle Clifford, I think people. Kyle thought, Clifford, wasn't I don't see that, that as either. that is not a fair Dude, comparison. Not, no, they were not trying even something completely different with those guys. And Ryan Reeves is a different animal. He's an animal like Curtis McDermott. And when the Leafs need it, uh, they'll take him out or they'll leave him in if it helps. Now, well, me, and 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 the Avalanche, who are a really smart team, they got rid of McDermott immediately. No, he's still on oh, the team. He's still there. Makes less than a million dollars. Okay, so okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna push. You said he pushes people around. I'm gonna push you around with logic. Oh, I'm gonna throw. Shit. Come, come back at you here. Ryan Reeves makes over a million dollars, not just this year, but the next two after that. Son of a gun! Right. And if you didn't get him to play in the playoffs, a lot of people will say, "Well, what was the point?" If you wanted to get tougher in the playoffs, to which obviously you're gonna say Domi Bertuzzi, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I think the thing is. Whether we like it or we don't, we agree or we disagree on this, you have to allow for the possibility that you could be wrong. And no. and and I understand people making the argument because I understand the point of view because I used to hold the same point of view. But as times change and I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of things happen with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Personally, I'm open to this being a good thing. And you look at what Matthews does in that clip, right? This is a this is the leader on the team. I was talking to somebody at the game, and they're like, "Listen." And he was wearing a Tavares jersey. He's like, I love John Tavares. He's like, it's time for Matthews to be captain. That's what this fan said. Damn. Okay? And, 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 and I mean, six goals to start the year. He's on a mission. I think Frank Cervalli said he, he scored already 15% of all the goals he scored last year. Which makes it sound like he didn't score. Or was it was a 5%. Year. Yeah. Yeah. It was 15. 15%. It makes yeah. it sound like he didn't score. It's he just, had over 40. The math is wonky. Yeah. <laughs> the math is wonky. Also, the, your best player doesn't have to be the captain. Like, 
I think we can let Tavares play out his contract and yeah. move over the captaincy. I, I just I look at it like this. Why can't why can't this experiment just be that? Mm-hmm. Why does it have to be no he's bad already? When very clearly what happened on the ice on Saturday very much set the tone for the game. Do you think that Austin Matthews says that and gives him that belt if he's just trying to be nice to the guy? The Leafs beat but, no. the shit out of the wild. Like, not just on the scoreboard. They were uh, they were punishing. Boldy's out now for, a, like, what sounds like a while. Oh, Which isn't a good That's a shame. It that's is a, a shame, spot. but who did it? it? wasn't Reeves. Domi, I think, wasn't no, it? No, it was Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley. Oh, Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley fucking stapled him. Stapled him to the boards. And I, th- I think lost in the Reeves conversation with, you know, two fights in two games. I haven't heard a single person, read a single person, bring this up. He didn't initiate either fight. And both fights come after hits that he wasn't penalized for. Because they were clean, especially the the wild hit. That was a clean, yeah. clean as a whistle hit. Gooley, I understand people not loving that one. I thought he, I did think he turned. I don't think it, that was intentional. The one in Gaudreau? <laughs> Fuck, man! He just I've got you. I've I've been in uh, fender benders that uh, were more comfortable than that. That was uh, that was a tough, tough hit. And you know, Wild scored immediately after. Reeves wasn't on the ice for it. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Reeves? You know who was? You know who was? Matthews. Get him off the team, bum. Yeah. What, what did he ever do? Well, and I, I think guys, this, and I'll wrap the argument up here because it's just it's just my opinion. Like I don't have math or fancy numbers i can tell you based on feel it felt pretty good on saturday um and i think you know one of my my other friends actually tj's brother tj who i used to work with on virgin radio mm-hmm. has season tickets texted me he said that's the loudest i've heard that building in a long time it's it really really and he's so he's there all the time i'm not making this shit up i do think that matthew scoring a hat trick and willie having potentially already a goal of the year candidate probably had more to do with it than Ryan Reeves fighting. But at the end of the day, what have we talked about with the Leafs kind of lacking sometimes? It's a little bit of that swagger, a little bit of that confidence. And I said it before the start of the year, my personal bugaboo has been the Toronto Maple Leafs having guys come into the building and have fucking career nights again in front All of their families. The damn time. I want it to be fucking hard to play in Toronto, especially on Hockey Night in Canada especially on Saturday nights. You're coming to Toronto. I want you to be I want you to be a, a little nervous. I want that to be the case. And it's got to be goal scoring mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. Yes. But here's the thing. The Toronto Maple Leafs have that sorted out. They're good at that. Yeah. They've been good at that for 7 years. Mm-hmm. I want them to I want them to walk away with some bruises too. I don't think Detroit Red Wings fans are going to like this, but uh Tyler Bertuzzi and him fitting exactly what the Leafs want is great. Go and look at some of the photos of him. The look on his face, He's the way he great looks, time. the way he looks at Austin Matthews, is the look of someone who's never played with a player that good. I know he played with Bergeron. Shut up. It wasn't for that long, and he was hurt. He is having a great time. Now, a good goal too. I was on his phone, or I was on my phone. Sorry, I'm not Mike Babcock. I was on my own personal <laughs> phone. I miss. I misspoke. <laughs> I was on my phone. I have to apologize. I have to apologize. <laughs> um, I was looking something up. There are two players mm-hmm. on the Toronto Maple Leafs who have a goal in the Stanley Cup final. Who are they? 
Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves is one, is of, them. one of them. I yeah. know that. Knew, knew that. Scored with Vegas. I'm trying yeah. to think of the... Well, Muzzin? No, not Muzzin. He's a scout anyway. Although he, 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 he might count. have, but I don't count him. He can't count him. Yeah. can't count him. He Who might have, but played? I don't count him. I'm, I'm pulling up the lineup. Not. I mean, we know it's none Domi. of the guys that Domi? drafted. No, not Domi. So I thought it would have been him. Because uh, of Montreal. He was traded to Columbus. Yeah, he wasn't on that run, right? Uh, no. No, no. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Can't be Klingberg, can it? No, Dallas? he never went to the Stanley Cup. Oh. He went to the Cup final with Dallas. Yeah, he did. Okay, so there might be three. Okay. <laughs> did you even look this up? All right, I did it? look it up. Who is it, Steve? Callie Yarncroke. Oh, really? He scored oh, yeah. um, two goals in 21 games on that 2017 uh, run to the final. <laughs> With uh, the Preds, and one of them was in the final. What about the three other guys it could be? <laughs> what about fuck you? What about I try to do something funny and you should eat shit? What about that? I don't know. Maybe you should look it up before you bring it to the I'm going to look up John um, Klingberg. Let's, he scored two goals in the 19 playoffs. Klingberg did. Cool. That would be great if they went to the cup final in 2019. Oh, shit. Sorry. Dumbass. <laughs> Dumbass. Idiot. 20. He's got four goals. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, we're right, gonna see how quickly we're gonna get to the thing. damn bottom of this. Oh god, now the pressure's on. I hate this. And you have to use the NHL app. And I gotta use the. By the way, holy shit, what a piece of garbage. Um, he did score against Tampa. Ah, so they have three. Ah. So what was, what was the point of this? The point was fuck you. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I don't know what the point of it is. I don't. Fantasy, but I don't know. I was so, trying to make a cutesy Ryan Reeves point, and all I did was. And what was okay? Get make the point. He scored the, in the Stanley Cup final. So did two other why. guys. And that matters because I fucking Leafs haven't been there since before the moon landing. Yeah, that's true. Mm. <laughs> All right. So um, a, a few people had this, but I'm 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 stealing this from Big Head Hockey. Uh, players to score two hat tricks uh, for the first two games of the season: Cy Denny, Reg Noble. Joe Malone, all in 1917-18, which I believe was the first year of the NHL when it switched over from the NHA to the NHL. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, before the forward pass was allowed. Yes. Uh, wow. So you had to... It was rugby rules back then. You were all back passing. It's difficult. Uh, the <laughs> other guy to do it, other than Austin Matthews, is Alexander Ovechkin in 1718. So it all I, happened in 1718. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That, was the, that was when hockey was hockey, you know? Yeah. 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 Why can't we get back to that? But interestingly, Reg Noble won the cup in 1718. Ovechkin won the cup in 1718. Hmm. Wow. That means the, could, that could the first two the games cup? really have an impact? I think it could. <laughs> you know, I, I just think it's incredible. Like, Adam, you'll like the framing of this. Mm -hmm. Yes, five people have done it, but Matthews and Ovechkin are the only two to have done it since the Treaty of Versailles. Yeah. Not Treaty of Versailles. Treaty of Paris. Wasn't it the Treaty of Versailles? No, no. Treaty when was the Treaty of Versailles? I, I, hold on. I'll have to look that one up. I think it was it's the end of World War II or, or World War One. Oh, we're, you're right. We're we're yeah, I am right. You're right. Oh, shit. You're right. For breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You're right. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Literally. Just, what? Because I screw up no, hockey right. facts. You think I screw up no. history facts also? You're right. I give That's a, a good assumption. Round of applause. Round of applause. Now, guys, Austin Matthews getting the six goals that he's had. Um, and no assist. Uh, he is leading. Selfish. He is leading the NHL in points. Who is he tied with? Don't don't look. Leading the N JT Miller. No, in points and goals, he's leading the NHL. But I'm asking about points. JT Miller. Who is he? Uh, not JT Miller. Ah. Jack Hughes. No. Shit. 
Tim Stutzla. Nope. <laughs> um, no, he took less. Josh um, Norris. Stop it. Shane Pinto. <laughs> Jake Anderson. <laughs> Sanderson. Sanderson. My bad. Uh, merch that Ryan contract. Reeves. No. Uh, Austin Matthews is tied with uh, Elias Pettersson. Uh, oh, I knew it was the Canuck. I got two, the wrong one. Two games. Uh, Elias Pettersson has one goal. Bum. Mm. Five assists. Excuse me. Five assists. And boy, was he spectacular against those two in, against Edmonton both times. And one Superman hit on Cody CC. <laughs> there are two other guys who are they have six points, but they've played three games. So Pedersen and Matthews have two games, six points. The two other guys have played three, and they also have six points. And I'll give you a hint: they're on the same team. Is it Stutzla and Kachuk? It is not. Oh. They've played. I'm trying to think of who's played three games. Um, the Avs, McKinnon. Nope. Good guess though. Good guess. I know who played yesterday. Tampa played yesterday. Uh, Anaheim played. Carolina played. Uh, Ottawa. Is it someone on the Habs? It is not. Oh shit. Is it one of those four teams that played yesterday? It is not. Oh, I don't know who. Uh, hold on, let me see who played yesterday. Braden, uh, Tampa, Ottawa, Anaheim, Carolina. I'm pretty sure is the games. No. Oh, Frank Vitrano. Nope. Damn. He said it was none of those teams. Yeah. Oh, damn. Connor Bedard. This I'm just going to give it to you. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Jake Gensel and Evgeny Malkin. Oh, no Jake way. Jake Gensel and Evgeny Malkin. Okay. Jake Gensel has the exact same stat line as Pedersen minus the game. So one and five, one goal, five assists. M- Malkin's got two goals, four assists. And he actually had a really funny quote. They're like, you know, you're leading the league in, in scoring right now. or You're tied for the league lead. And he's like, well, I hope the season ends tomorrow and I win the Hart Trophy. <laughs> Which I think was funny. Um, and, and I just thought, hey. That's you know, there's a Kyle, a lot of Kyle Dubas connection to three out of the four guys. You know what I'm saying? Well, um, that's that's why he got promoted. What does Austin Matthews scoring six goals in two games mean to the early season? I'm not talking about the 82 game because by they the, were right by sign Reeves by game 82. We're gonna be like, oh yeah, that happened. You know, you kind of forget. But this has been a pretty electric start. What guys does this do for the team for the fan base? What does it mean this early in the season? Well, like. You can't take a ton of lessons from the early season, but um, you can help alleviate your insecurities, help alleviate your fears. And one of our fears was, what if he never flirts with 60 again? Like last year, for a guy who scored over 40 goals, it actually messed with a lot of people's heads. And here he is, not just getting six goals, um, and not just the fact that he looks like he is having the absolute time of his life. It's like he's proving it to himself that he can still do it, or maybe he's excited to show us all that he could still do it because he knew he could do it the whole time. He scored, if I'm not mistaken, six different ways. He's scoring in a variety. There was one goal he didn't even know he scored. Which was the Tavares. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Tavares that scored. He can score sharp angle bullshit goals. Yeah, the the one that you thought was Tavares and there was another one against the Habs. He, I think, fanned on one and if he didn't fan on it, whatever, he dangled Jake Allen out of his jock. There was a backhand wraparound. Who the fuck do you think you are, Doug Gilmore? There was one of his signature goals, which is Marner passing it to him and him just ripping it uh, short side, and he also banged one in far side. I think I got all sick. No, and you're and you're the one where he was out in front, and then uh, it was in versus Montreal, and the goalie reacted, and he just waited, and then he just went around him. Yeah, I think that was the the uh, Deke one, wasn't it? 
No, because that was he, the game tying goal. Yeah, he was just standing in front. He just held onto the puck, and the goalie reacted. Yeah. and just went around him. Yeah, yeah it, the patience there, you know, to to understand. I don't need to shoot as soon as it gets on my stick. Yeah, and like, is he going to score a million percent forever? I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> sure. If there were anyone I would believe it for, it's him. Um, but he scored in a variety of ways, and this is a fantastic start to the season. Like, who who is it more important? Who is more important on the team? to get going than Austin Matthews. Nobody. Nobody. So, so, you know, like there, there are some teams not feeling great about themselves right now. The Edmonton Oilers, for example, they're not feeling great about themselves. Um, that's going to take care of itself in time. But today, for the rest of the season, unless some sort of injury changes things, you can be a Leaf fan and be like, Austin Matthews is going to be the most dangerous player on the ice basically every night of the season. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. On we both want that. Yeah. On basically every night. Uh, the other thing I want to talk to you about, and uh, Jesse, I've got the video here. I don't know if we want to pull screenshot. Uh, was the, um, uh, the, the Nylander goal. Uh, oh, my mm-hmm. Lord. So I was at that end of the ice, and oh, I was on that board looking down as it happened. And What's it like to see someone friggin' kill a guy in front of twenty thousand people? But it was it was funny because the the now again it's two games in and I don't like to overreact, but here we are. Uh, I like overreacting actually. Uh, the the thing about that William Nylander goal is it is the embodiment of all the talent he's already had this entire time, and that coaches and fans and and everybody else has been frustrated when he doesn't bring. Because it was almost as though there was a switch. And I think this felt like this in the first game, too. It was like there was a switch in his head that was like, no, I'm going to score now. This is, if you look at this. He like looks it, like playoff Willie. Yeah, this is, no, no, I'm going to do this. And and I'm, I've had enough of you. Uh, and that kind of William Nylander is extraordinarily dangerous. Look, look at this. Look at this. It's crazy. Where are you going? You're lost. Dollar Tree headset. Oh my god! Watching it in real time, it felt like it happened in slow motion. Yeah, about you guys, but like the yeah. pl- it just it just happened, and you're like, oh, he's dangling. There's another move, and then he just went around and he scored. It was uh, it was poetry in motion. It was beautiful. And in the first two games of the season, he's looked like the second best player on the Leafs easily. And oh my god! And doing this, like the Leafs doing what they did to Philip Gustafson, who I think the world of, like. Holy shit. Yeah, like, not, not great. When when Minnesota came back a little bit, it was 4-1, they made it 4-3. I was like, man, like getting four goals on Philip Gustafson, like not a lot of teams are going to do that this season. That's That should be enough, guys. Come on. And then they just continued lighting them up. It's a really encouraging start offensively. Mm-hmm. Defensively, in net. Yeah, defensively, they let up a lot, and it's not been great. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but who wants to talk about that? Boom. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Well, and and I actually I do. I think it it's it it would be improper yeah. of us not to mention what the Leafs have not done in front of Sammy. And I'm not talking about the full team defense game. I'm talking about when players get in tight around Sergey or sorry, oh, there it was. Ilya Samsonov. Sergey Samsonov. Ilya Samsonov. The Leafs yourself. just count. don't do anything about it. Yet, no, and two of the goals were uh, th- through two games where um, it's just been like a one on one battle in front of the net. There hasn't been a defenseman in sight. It was, I want to say, it was Tavares on one in the Montreal game, and it was Matthews uh, in the Minnesota game. And I, I just can't remember that happening too many times last year. Mm-hmm. Very odd. So, Sammy for sure has let in some softies. Uh, yeah, but 
I do feel like there has there has been a, a little bit of the the shielding going on too in terms of like he's not able to see the puck. He, if I'm not mistaken, had the highest high danger save percentage in the NHL last year. That's um, correct. Or, wow. Or or was it slot save percentage or he? And those saves aren't happening. Right not right now. now. No, you know, maybe that corrects itself, or maybe this is the correction. Um, that'll be fascinating to watch. Joseph Wall will start tonight, uh, which is great. Now he should be. Um, before we get to the Bedard part, I I know that this won't be necessarily like a popular take or whatever. Maybe this is too early, but I do think that he has the chance to establish himself as a starter right now. I think ideally the Leafs would like them in, in a platoon role, and I think most teams do. But I do feel like this season, if if he plays like he did in the playoffs last year, there's a pretty good chance that he comes out at the end of this season uh, as the guy who's going to play 50 games rather than 30 games. Yeah. Well, you know, how long did it take Sammy to establish himself as the starter? Uh, well, year? Matt Murray got popped something and was injured. and. But even then, like... Then Sammy goes down. Yeah, that's right. And Murray had a pretty good run of games, and Sammy didn't really like it. Honestly, it wasn't until like the new year mm-hmm. um, that it's like, oh, okay, you know what? This guy's the number one. He'll he'll be the starter come playoff time. And it w- really wasn't confirmed um, for a while there. So let's 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 chill mm-hmm. with Wall versus Sammy. Um, we need both of them to be good mm-hmm. to get through an. 82 game <laughs> regular season 80 left there are 80 games left it's a lot of games that's so many games yep yeah so let's get through this game if he gets lit up by chicago then i'll be concerned uh let's get through this game uh sammy hasn't had a great start that's not good we need wool to have a great start that'll give us some confidence don't make it a him versus him thing same team same team Mm-hmm. You don't have to make that evaluation for like fifty games. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent, maybe more. Um, Connor Bedard tonight in Toronto. He has three points in three games, one goal, two assists. Can the Leafs hope to contain him at eighteen years old? Good lord, I I I don't I don't think we should expect anything different from what we've seen over the first two games. I think the Leafs are going to score a bunch, and I think the Blackhawks are going to score a bunch. I think it's going to be stupid hockey. The first 10 games are always a little like that, too. But yeah. the NHL is leaning a little more that way, too, which is nice. Yeah. It's way more exciting. Two players who I'm looking at. Taylor Hall mm-hmm. um, for Chicago. We thought he was going to be out week to week, which apparently means two days. Um, <laughs> and he, yeah. <laughs> and he's going to be looking to have the game of his life um, with his new best friend, Connor Bedard. And uh, number two, Max Domi. Interesting. Uh, you know, a lot of the emphasis for, oh, you know, toughness isn't necessarily a good thing has been on Reeves, which is weird because Max Domi has one assist. Can anyone tell me the goal that it was on? No idea. Wasn't it like the first one or it, second one? No, it was the goal where Willie did everything. Oh, the... the In versus the Wild? Yep. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Exactly. Yeah, no. No idea. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And he's a minus three. And he's yeah. taken some penalties. So he hasn't had a great start to the season. Oh, and he's already been kicked off his line. <laughs> so he needs to have a big game against his former team. I think he's going to be shot out of a cannon um, as long as he can contain it a little bit and not take any stupid penalties. He needs to have a big game. Um, I also want to mention before we move off of the Leafs is uh, Fraser Minton 
has moved out of his downtown hotel, and he has joined Matthew Nyes at John Tavares' house. Um, and John Tavares really likes it because uh, basically the two of them have to babysit his kids. <laughs> Kombucha keg. Yeah, they're living in his basement, which is kind of funny, eh? <laughs> I just... So he's got four kids now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just two of them are large. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. What a captain. Yeah, no kidding. I want a house tour of John Tavares' house. Yeah. That'd be nice. Like a nice architectural digest, you know, episode with John Tavares. That'd be great. You could see his his nice house. Um okay, so uh You know you know why it's important to have Nyes and Minton staying with Tavares? What's that? Because remember there was a debate over who's the better captain, uh Connor McDavid and John Tavares, because Connor McDavid had a heated driveway and Tavares was shoveling his own. I don't remember that debate. Was well, that I a real debate that people had? No, not really. Oh, it was thank me God. being cheeky. Oh, but, okay. But uh, I was like, you know what, John? That's noble. You should not be shoveling that driveway. You need young backs doing that. Mm. And so now you have Matthew Nyes and Fraser Minton to do that nonsense. I wonder if you can... Like, Fraser Minton is going to get some favorable matchups tonight because the, the Blackhawks are... If they're anything, they're top-heavy, guys. Like, they're it, like if they're anything, that first line's good, and then they're the Blackhawks. They'll probably be targeting that pairing. Well, or like the or pairing, the line, the Blackhawks will. So I'm wondering how Fraser Mitten matches up against, like, whatever the third line is for the Blackhawks. And I can't pull it out of the air right now, but I'm sure, I'm sure it's great. I mean, you got to throw uh, Corey Perry, Nick Foligno, and whoever else is on that line at Max Domi. Um, try to get him to take a penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're probably going to try to get... Felino, Dickinson, Perry. Oh, Dickinson. Oh, that's exactly what they're going to do. Um, and they'll probably see a little bit of Austin's line too. Mm-hmm. Corey Perry's going to be a shithead. Oh, yeah. But this is the thing. It. But this is the point. Mm-hmm. The point is you could pick and choose the players who are going to be total shitheads in Toronto and what would be done about it? Nothing. Shit all. I feel like at least there's a chance they'll do something about it now. Yes. That's I, that's what I think. Hope so. Uh, Jesse. What's up? Did you watch Connor Bedard's third game? No. Which game was that? I believe it was Montreal. On Saturday? No, I was watching the Leafs game. You watched the Leafs game? You didn't watch any of the... Did you see any of the highlights? I saw some of the highlights, yeah. I saw the highlights. Do out. you think... Do you believe... They're talking about intermission. They uh, uh, rail took like three minute segment during the you wouldn't have seen this during the hockey night segment uh in between the leafs game uh to do a breakdown of uh bedard on the power play oh really <laughs> yeah it was, was, it good? was actually kind of interesting oh that is really interesting yeah. okay i'm into that yeah. uh, i wondered <laughs> i wondered about i wonder about this thing um like it's super cool to be and we talked about this he's going to all these like arenas he's going you know he started in pittsburgh and then Going to uh, Chicago and then Montreal and uh, Boston. And, or sorry, Boston. Excuse me. Uh, and then he'll be in Chicago next Saturday night. Is there a chance because travel's different in the in the Western Hockey League than it is here uh, in the NHL? Is there a chance that he gets like a little jet lagged? Like I was thinking about him. Like as a normal human being, do you not get like you have? It, it takes some getting used to. There are adjustments. No, because the road trips in the dub are like the worst in the friggin' world. Okay, basically. Uh, except for like 2013 KHL, which was stupid. The longest road trip in the KHL was 10,000 kilometers that year. 10,000 wow. kilometers. Um, but in the WHL, uh, you're taking like a bus. 
Okay. So like, even if you're going to the team that's closest to you, Mm -hmm. you're still probably spending less time commuting by plane uh, (laughs) with the Blackhawks, no matter where you're going. Now, do you, Jesse, believe Mm -hmm. that Connor Bedard will still get over 40 goals this year? Yes, easily. So you think that's going to happen? You're, yeah, I think you're, you're feeling it, confident in that. Over under, we we mentioned. I think, I think was, in the Blackhawks previous thirty. It was like thirty six. Yeah, something thirty six and a half. Yeah, I think he'll still beat that. He'll be in and around that number, like 38, 40. The second I take my foot off the gas with Bedard, mm-hmm. he lights the Leafs up for five. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say yes, he's still going to get over forty. <laughs> mm-hmm. You bet. If you need a nutritional foundation to your day, Jesse Blake. What do you recommend? AG1. Now, uh, one of those things that, uh, it's one of those things that gives you the full vitamin support that you need throughout the day. A lot of people, uh, when they take it, they kind of they kind of go, man, it's so much easier than like fumbling around with pills or, you know, finding the right vitamins. It's got, it's got sort of everything in it. And do you feel better after taking it? A hundred percent. Yeah. It's it's so much better than, you know, like the the gummy vitamins, like you'll get the oh, multivitamins. Yeah. So, those things are so ridiculous. They're fun, but they don't really have the effect. No, right? no, it's not. It's, I feel like it's not comparable. AG1 is just so much better. And um, heading into the holidays, it turns you green. It's got a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food-sourced nutrients. You might feel like the Hulk, but you won't look like it. Um, oh. And here's the thing. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash STP. That's drinkag1.com slash STP. Check it out. The underrated part of that is the vitamin D. At this point of the year, where the sun is going down so early in Canada, it's like 6 p.m. and it's dark dark outside. The vitamin D is really important for you. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, uh, it is that time of year where things get a little bit hard. It's a bit of a grind. Um, I know in Toronto, uh, it's been kind of rainy and and cold all of a sudden. We had a really nice September and then we didn't. So it's, <laughs> it's a dark autumn. It is, and and that's the thing is that the days are getting shorter. Uh, the <laughs> The time is going to change soon because we still do that. And you might find yourself needing somebody to talk to. Uh, BetterHelp might be a great option for you. Uh, You can talk to somebody on the phone. You can talk to somebody on video chat. You can talk to somebody just on text message. And with BetterHelp, you get matched within 48 hours, which is a lot faster. And frankly, it's uh, a lot more cost effective than uh, a lot of the other ways that you can find therapy. Um, it's one of those things that, you know, we all believe in very much in in, in therapy, regular therapy, um, and BetterHelp's a great way to get it. Especially in autumn. Exactly. So um, <laughs> if they fall, if you'd like to try BetterHelp in the autumn, uh, BetterHelp.com slash SDP today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash SDP. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, one of the things that uh, Steve mentioned in the in the lease segment, getting out to a good start, is at very least, um, it doesn't reinforce your insecurities. One team who's got to be feeling insecure about one particular position this morning are the Edmonton Oilers. Man. Now, I was I, people were really upset with me when I tweeted that I was looking forward to the Oilers game more than the Leafs game on, on Saturday because I was like, because they were like taking it as an insult. I'm like, no, I. Mm-hmm. The Oilers got blown out. They were pissed off. I want to see what pissed off Edmonton Oilers look like in Vancouver. Oh, that's what we were all saying. And it kind of went the way we thought. Edmonton killed them. Yeah. They outshot them. I think, what was it, 41 16? Something stupid like that. It took until 1540 of the first period 
till uh, Vancouver got their first shot on goal. Isn't that nuts? Did it, it was, go in? No, it was like a week. I was, I was, I took a picture of the screen because I wanted. I was trying to get when they would get their first shot, and I finally got it. It was like a week one up the wing. They just kind of threw it on net, and then um, Skinner just stopped it, stopped the play, just so you can get one on board. You know, right, when you're at, right. at that point of the game, you're five minutes in, you don't have a shot. Just get something on net so the zero isn't on the fucking score bug. I agree with that. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't hate that. But here's the thing. It, it, it took it. How long did it take? They, they got their first shot on goal around fifteen forty, and they ended the uh, they ended the game or ended the first period up two to one. The Vancouver hey! did. Oh, the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Because oh, they came back and they scored. The, yeah, by the end of that period, I don't. I should just bring up the box score. Uh, the shots on doing. goal, I think, were might have been in favor of Vancouver by the end of it. But um, yeah, it was a crazy start by Edmonton. They were off like running, and then things just kind of took a turn as they do with Edmonton Oilers games, where their defense collapses and they have really no great structure. Um, they're talking about how they're trying to play a box in one system to kind of uh, clamp down on the defense and it's not working and nobody kind of has a handle on it. And Vancouver is just taking advantage of all their chances. Oh my God. Okay. The shots by period mm -hmm. have <laughs> the shots by period eight to seven for Edmonton in the first. Yeah. And they started that game six. Oh, Edmonton. Wow. Wow. Okay. So wow. Vancouver storming back. Yes. Until the second period when Edmonton outshot them 18 to six. Tripled up on them. Only to be outdone in the third period, the Oilers outshoot the Canucks 14 to 3. Like, so that game went almost exactly how we thought it would. Mm -hmm. Edmonton was the better team from dawn till dusk. And but they what, lost. But what's the insecurity, guys? They cannot stop a beach ball. Right. Neither and, guy. And like I, I I mean I was reading I was reading some of the Oilers like reporters this morning. I think Spectre was mentioning that Nurse and Bouchard need to be better. I don't know. I mean, Listen, yeah. And and fa okay, fair, but like at the end of the day, they outshot them forty to sixteen. You need a save. You need a fucking save. <laughs> you need and a save. I, I, I don't I can't fault I, I however Nurse and Bouchard are playing to you, you know, whether you use the eye test or the analytics or a mix of the both both, it doesn't matter if you can't stop a puck. And I'm trying to figure out, like, listen, if they can't get Jack Campbell sorted out, the reality of the situation is if he played like he did last year, it's one of the worst contracts in the NHL. It's not great. And it's one of the worst contracts in the NHL for a team that cannot afford it. Mm -hmm. They are up against the cap all the time. I know Ekholm's injured. I know their defense isn't exactly where it should be. Okay, so Ekholm it's comes one in. one guy, a man. It is one guy, and, and, but, but the, then the thing is is that my personal hopes were all in Stuart Skinner because he did play well. Well, like the Avalanche, the Avalanche were able to survive like missing Kel McCarr, and they're missing Matthias Ekholm. Like he's, he's good. He's really he good. Was, he was back on Saturday. Oh, he was? He, okay, okay. Well, then holy uh, shit. The Sam Lafferty goal that was the, the winner uh, in the third period, he, he danced around Matthias Ekholm. Like, he came up and he went right around the guy that's supposed to be... Which is a little unfair to Ekholm because he just got back. Yeah, yeah, he had a hip flexor injury. Like, I get that. It's your first game back, obviously. But, like, Lafferty went around Ekholm, and that was the game winner. And I'm, I'm watching on my phone. Yeah, do you have it there? He like oh, and Stuart, you need a save and there, Stuart man. Skinner's fucking useless Dude, on you, that play. You need a save for God. Yeah. And I think like, he might. I think Bexa did a um uh, a thing a breakdown on the the oh, new wood the box and one that yeah. Are, yeah. I and and for, I okay fine fine they haven't adjusted to that system yet. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, none of it matters. No, 
Even if they had nailed that system, you can't prevent every shot. I want to show you something, guys. So you look at the box score from Saturday night, even if you haven't seen the game. The shots are 40-16. You already know where it's tilted. But here's the, here's the secondary reinforcing point. Blocked shots. Mm. Edmonton mm. had nine blocked shots. Okay. Okay. Vancouver had 25. Oh, my God. So they got caved, eh? You guys caved. laughed at me. But Vancouver's playing a harder type of hockey. They Rick Tockett's got them playing some good hockey. Pedersen looks great, oh, that man. Sure that sure sounds like they had Pedersen. a good goalie no, against a bad one. That's man. how you beat teams that are better than you. That is how you beat teams who are better than you. Oh, Things like block shots, oh, have and a good great, and block shots and great goaltending. No, okay. I, I, I think I understand what you're trying Tell to say. Tell me Florida didn't do that all playoffs. You're trying to say uh, I was right and you losers were wrong. Yeah, losers. you idiots. <laughs> no, I, uh, I didn't realize how bad it was because I was, I was listening to 32 Thoughts on the way in here. Um, the McDavid... Scored a goal graphic is still on the board or still on the TV <laughs> as they give up a two on <laughs> that and goes like, in, yeah. <laughs> and like, I know you need a save, but fuck, how does that happen? Like, basically, off of a face off, yeah, yeah. That is, uh, oh man, like, I know the beginning of the season is when pond hockey is played, but mm -hmm. I um, want to do a big shout out to um, the Ottawa Senators who had a just a banger weekend and. I'm a Leafs fan, and I will never cheer for the Ottawa Senators to win, except for right now. Uh, it's nice to see what? a new owner in. It was nice to see him like waving the flags and the towels, and people taking selfies with him. And a whole like hundreds of fans showed up just to meet him before the game. Yeah. And I think Fried said it this morning on Thirty Two Thoughts. He was like, "You'll never be more beloved than you are right now." And I hope he enjoys it. He's did right anybody right. ask him if he's still a Leafs fan? I mean, he is. So was Eugene though. Wait, wasn't um, he part owner of the Habs? Oh, yeah. sorry, Habs fan. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. grew up in Toronto, so we all <laughs> no, call wrong him. Owner. No, wrong owner. No, but he's from here, is he not? Yes, Michael he is. Yeah. Yeah. He started the his frozen truck business here, yeah. working out of the McCain factory here, or McCain distribution point here. Probably a he's big from Toronto. What do you have tea? He probably loves the York. Loves it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eugene was a leave season's ticket holder. That's the difference. Um, but I, you know, what was cool about it is a they got two big wins, which was great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but also, it's nice to see uh, a new guy like Tarasenko score. It's fun to see oh, Senators fans engaged in the game, and I'm sure they're relieved too. It's and, not and about like we'll be good in a couple years when we're maybe allowed to spend to the cap, and oh, by you know what, let's get to a bunch of guys together and buy a billboard with our own hard-earned cash after tax dollars, which are our taxes are high in Canada. Dude, those are not cheap. And no, they're not cheap. <laughs> they're, they're not cheap at all. And, and, and we just want the owner out that badly. Mm -hmm. And I also love the Ottawa Senators fans for this because the Ottawa Senators fans, I think more than a lot of teams in the NHL know their power. Mm. What were they chanting in the arena this weekend? Uh, wasn't it signed Pinto? Signed yeah. Pinto. <laughs> they will tell you what they want. Kind of like Jersey fans, and fire the Lindy, and then sorry Lindy. I, I think ownership is like, yeah, you can, you can chant whatever you want as long as it's full. One hundred percent full. It was full, and because there's excitement, and this is a team without its top two, or sorry, two of its top three centermen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I love the hype around Toronto. I'm ready for the Toronto Ottawa. I'm ready for the Battle of Ontario to be back. It was it was just feel good moment. I have to go back to hating the Sens after this, mm -hmm. but I did want to shout it out. See this this is where it gets interesting. If 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 the Sens do really poorly over the first month of the season, I think we can kind of predict where things are going to go. Like they're going to try to force the issue and make sure things get done and make a move and blah blah. What if they're great? 
Well, what if what if they're great? Yeah, and it's like, well, there's no rush to sign Pinto, and oh, there's you know, hmm. there's no point in rushing Josh Norris back. I would argue there's no point, regardless. But like, what if they're just fantastic until like Halloween? How, yeah. how, how do we? What a great start that would be. For how them. do we broach that subject? The one problem really they might have is that Matthew Joseph has looked really good. You know, and they, they're trying to get rid of him so they can they can make it they can sign Pinto. Maybe I was accidentally right, but again, then they will get a first for him. Why? Why was I, I never understood from the beginning why he was the guy? Because of the because of the contract. Who believes should be the guy? He was he was the extra body that you could get rid of because people will want him and the contract, and then you bring in uh, Pinto. But he's just might be good, and you got to find a way to fit everybody. What yeah, if but, him and Pinto? Well, hmm. what? Okay, based on contract and ability. Who would you rather have, Matthew Joseph, uh, Kubalik, or Brandstrom? I think you'd probably drop Brandstrom because DJ Smith seems intent on dropping him anyway. So the reason it's Matthew Joseph is because he has the most value. Right. Right. And also, if you're the Sens, you're like, well, maybe we shouldn't give up on Brandstrom. They are. Well, no, I think. Listen, it. it I think in in the Brandstrom situation, it comes down to who are you going to believe is there longer, DJ Smith or Eric Brandstrom. Interesting. Because DJ Smith is under a low-key a lot of pressure this year. He's got to win. Uh, he's got to make it happen. That's why, like, Josh Norris is apparently, he hasn't even practiced. But they're like, well, we hope he can take some uh, some reps and some, some contact in uh, practice. And we're going to play him Wednesday. That's the plan right now, which is, to me, rushing. They're playing on Wednesday? I think they're playing Wednesday. Oh, I think, shit. Uh, I think they're on Wednesday night hockey. Are they not? Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't know he's, I didn't know he's coming back that soon. Well, that's the that was what they were talking about this morning on thirty two. But I, I, oh wow, uh, like again, that feels like rushing it for a guy yeah. that missed most of training camp. You you got to be as cautious as possible with him. He's too important to your present and your future. If he doesn't play for a month and they go five hundred, they can still easily make the playoffs. You can also retroactively put him on LTIR if I'm not mistaken. I think you can. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but it would uh, then bring Pinto back a certain amount of time. Yeah, he's got to miss uh, you know what? What twenty-eight days or something. If you get Pinto back, they already look good. Put him on LTIR, get him ready, get him practicing, and and then and then bring him on at Halloween. Ooh, spooky! Eunice Corpusell has an assist. He has more assists than Austin Matthews. There's there's a little few there you go. Wow. fans. Wow! Yeah, that, um, that guy's a goalie. A story bubbling under the surface. Um, uh, in uh, in the southern United States mm. now, um, some some markets have been pulled back from from national coverage on the Athletic. So it's a bummer that we don't have the Canes reporter that we used to have. Sarah Sivian used to give them give a pretty in depth look at what was going on with the Canes. We just don't have that in the same way, at least from the Athletic. But um, the Hurricanes did some really interesting stuff this this past summer including not having an AHL team. Mm -hmm. Now, what do we know about the Hurricanes? Uh, their owner is sometimes cheap. Extremely successful franchise, mm -hmm. extremely cheap, and I would say stubborn owner. Yes, he's really cheap unless you're the XFL. In which <laughs> case, he's willing to lose so much money. Here's $130 million, poof. Here's Although they are, they are still, they exist still. So. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? They are matching with the UE... USFL. USFL. Mm -hmm. How's Dwayne doing? Dwayne Instagrammed about it, so you know he's fun. Because <laughs> I follow him on the, the Instagram. No, but Dwayne, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is is crossing over into that, that sphere where you're like, 
when I see your face, I don't like you because you're everywhere all the time. He's, he's entering. That's enough, Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like we chill. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Unless he shows up in WWE and then it's like, okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Unless it's there. Then yeah, we're happy. Everywhere else, that's enough, Dwayne. <laughs> like when he opened the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's that's enough, Dwayne. <laughs> uh, Tony Androticus, who covers the AHL uh, uh, as one of the best AHL guys out there, he was tweeting about this this weekend. He said, um, hearing that several players from the Carolina Hurricanes tried Sorry, the Carolina Hurricanes tried to send several players not to the AHL, but to the ECHL, Norfolk, mm -hmm. and they refused to report. Mm -hmm. uh, Good for them. He said, looks like Noel Gundler uh, is returning overseas as a part of his release from Carpat uh, States. He'll be there for the rest of the season. So Carpat put out a thing saying he'll be there. Um, Finish league. And he didn't need to, right? But the, the point that a guy like him would make is it's better hockey and it's better for my development and my chances in the future to play there than the ECHL. Yeah, so I, I believe in terms of uh, money, he would have made his AHL money in the ECHL, which mm -hmm. is all right. I think a lot of ECHL players would take that trade. But, like, are you even going to be, like, scouted? Well, Like, like are, are, are the Hurricanes even going to know how you're performing? And uh, Antoni Honka as well. Uh, uh, Carolina signed... Uh, tried to get him I, somewhere and then I guess he's gone overseas as well like it's just it's listen is is it the end of the world for the Hurricanes who have been very very good at the NHL level no is it sort of silly and feels like they just don't need this distraction right now it's from the management level mm -hmm. uh, it's gonna hurt their development those guys potentially and like okay uh, I'm gonna be taking a bus everywhere in the ECHL you know you know what they used to call I think it was uh, with the Reading Royals back when that was the Leafs ECHL team. They used to call their bus the Iron Lung. Ooh. Like, it's just, and it, like, picture that. Picture what a bus called the Iron Lung would look like. Yeah. And you're just gallivanting around North America with that thing. And, and the, Screw thing, that. the thing is, is that, I, listen, it doesn't hurt the Hurricanes organization. They're doing great. Their team's a Stanley Cup contender. They're, nobody can doubt that. But... Why is it that things like this, like, I, I want to bring it back to Rod Brindamore and his coaching staff, too. Hmm. Here's a team that is really spectacularly built, spectacularly coached. They get great value from every trade that they make. They sign ex incredible RFA deals and even UFA deals. Like, the Michael Bunting deal is spectacular for them. I think that is a great, great signing. They got Brent Burns for nothing. Like, all these things are going well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I question why they why ownership needs to do stuff like this. Who are you proving this to? Unforced error. We all know that Carolina at some day or at some point, probably next year, is going to have an AHL affiliate. Mm -hmm. Guys, like, what are we doing? Well, it's a tactical disadvantage, right? Like every other team, if I'm not mistaken, has one. Mm -hmm. I guess you could go to the Chicago Wolves and say, "Will you take this guy?" But what if they say no? Because the Wolves are unaffiliated. Well, I assume that's what happened. I mean, you could send them to another team. Like I would, I would call all the Eastern Conference teams and try to get them into one of theirs because, like, the Western Conference team uh, teams aren't going to help you, mm -hmm. right? So, like, you would call the Toronto Marlies, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Penguins. Well, they they loaned a goalie to the Crunch, Syracuse Crunch. Yeah, right? well, well, that's that's goalies what, are a little easier. They're trying to loan out their entire farm system. This is a ridiculous plan, and did nobody see this coming? 
Oh, I'm sure that this is extremely difficult and terrible for the development, like you mentioned, Steve. Like the way we've seen these organizations built, and when they're trying to maximize player development, is the the system where it flows completely up from uh, an AHL affiliate that's close by, like the Toronto Toronto has with the with the Marlies, and then you have the coaching staff around, and you know who the the players are, and they have none of that. So I, I just wonder how they keep an eye on all of their players. Well, and like I'm just looking at it, like and. Anthony Honka, uh, Honka, sorry, is a third round pick from 2019. Now he's frigged off. Noel Gundler's a second round pick mm-hmm. from 2020 and 41st overall. And let's say you loan successfully loan Noel Gunther to the Syracuse Crunch or the Toronto Marlies or whatever. What's the guarantee that your player is going to play? None. Because when you have the AHL team, you could say to the head coach, yeah, it doesn't really matter what lineup you feel like icing. This player needs to develop. It's an organizational priority. So eat shit and dress them. Yeah. And the team also just becomes a mini version of the big club where you can enact systems and playing strategies and mentalities within your organization. When you send somebody out to just a random team, you have no idea what's going on. Like it's it's weird, very weird that this happened because they, they knew their AHL affiliate was going to leave and go independent and that they just kind of let it happen and they didn't push for just another team. Yeah, weird. There's a jump between the two leagues. Like if you loan a guy to another AHL team, it can work out. Um, It it weirdly really worked out for Jordan Bennington. Yeah. Who was with the Providence Bruins, gets called up to the Blues and ends up beating the Bruins in the Stanley Cup final. Um, But uh, yeah, there's, you know, I'm a second round pick. I'm not playing in the ECHL. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, a, I'm, like going to, I'm going to go play with men in Finland. Probably make more money, too. I'm not washed up. I'm 21, or yeah. however old this kid is. I think he's 21. And it doesn't matter if these guys don't play a game in the NHL. It's, it's, it, it causes issues. Like, even Don Waddell and, and Eric Tulski, and that management crew, who I think are some of the best in the NHL. Sure. Uh, I wanted Eric Tulski to be the Leafs general manager. I'm, you never I mention it. I, I love him. <laughs> I love him. If he's not the general manager now, I hope he is later. Um, the, uh, the reality of the situation is it just makes their life harder. And for what? So you put a hundred million bucks into the XFL, but you won't spend whatever it costs to do a licensing deal with the AHL team or whatever it is. Like, even if he bought one, what's an AHL franchise cost? $25 million. It was, it was, it's a lot less. It reinforces your asset. Was, was, is this Tom Dundon's fault or is this, wasn't, I don't know if it's his fault. Wasn't this the Chicago Wolves just being like, we don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah. So just to correct you, you said, why can't they loan them out to Chicago Wolves? The Chicago Wolves are the ones who, who didn't want it. Yeah. Because they have a good following and they can do it on their own. They want to win the, they want to be an AHL franchise that's going out and winning games. They don't want to be an affiliate. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's, it's so strange. But you have 33 franchises in the AHL. Don't you? Is it 33? Isn't it 33? Isn't it? I don't know. 32 or 33? There are, I don't know. Listen, find, the, find the other one. Or come up with one. Make a team. Maybe that's what they're going to do. I don't know. Maybe I don't understand the situation, yeah, but, but I, I just feel like this is so stupid. If this is a possibility, like the contract with the Chicago Wolves was coming up at, at the end, like have a plan. Yeah. If you got to make a whole other team, get ready to buy a franchise for this upcoming season. Fair enough. There are 32 there you go. teams. Yeah, and 31 are covered, so they needed a team. And the I don't know. No. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> I still never... feel like there could have been a plan worked out. Don't tell me there couldn't have been. This know. has never happened. Like, I certainly can't think of it ever happening. Can you loan 
a player to another NHL team? I think you can. No. So like There's the no Hurricanes way. could approach, I don't know, the Ducks, the Anaheim Ducks, who just beat them, um, and loan Gunter to their team. Like the the big Gunler, sorry, Gunler. No, no, that's not allowed. Why not? You you can do it. Uh, KHL does it. I'm pretty sure. Although, who gives a shit what they do? Um, and soccer teams do it all the time. Yeah, but the NHL rules. You're asking if that's allowed. It's not. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so you can <laughs> you can do it on AHL, ECHL, Europe, but you can't do it between. NHL. Yeah, that's stupid. But then, ah. then if you're like, oh, loan Austin Matthews to the Calgary Flames because they're going on a run and the Leafs I, stuck right now. I like, bet they asked the question. <laughs> I bet. I, I bet they asked like, why not? It seems like an obvious solution. These are these are fake scenarios we make up in like press conference questions. Ah. What if you could loan a player to another team? You should play off. Ah, you should be able. <laughs> um, regardless of all that, I do think um, uh, the the Canes have got to figure this out sooner rather than later. I doubt it goes beyond this year. And I know there's going to be a bunch of Canes fans who jump to Tom Dundon's uh, uh, and, and the management group's support. And I get it. Why wouldn't you love those guys? My point is, is that this seems like a, a really weird way to handle this. And they probably could have had this sorted out. Well, let's at least meet at this is bad. The situation. Can we meet at that? Yeah. yeah. Not ideal. A, even. Yeah. This is. Yeah. Sub ideal. Sub ideal. Uh, <laughs> Victor Arvidsson may need back surgery. Could be out for months. No. Ah, that sucks. That really. Talk about a super valuable player for the LA Kings. Really, really valuable guy. Versatile guy. They sh- they need the goal scoring uh, on account of uh, they need saves that they're not going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is uh, wow. That's a big hit for the Bummer. Kings. Bummer. Didn't know that. Uh, it, it again could could we don't know um murat attes uh who is the athletic reporter for the winnipeg jets a uh, spectacular reporter did the first real interview with pierre-luc dubois mm. and talked about talked to him about you know he forced his way out of two franchises what does he think about it and i wanted to read a couple of the quotes because i feel like they're relevant uh but i encourage you to read the article because it's really good and it's long he said he said uh i knew when i asked for my trade from columbus i'd get criticized I knew when the situation happened in Winnipeg, I'd get criticized. And I had to look at it like, do I not want to get criticized? Uh, sorry, do I not want to get criticized, but not get what I want to do? Or do I want to get criticized, but be happy with my life? Mm. And, oh, yeah. and what he said was, the price to pay for what I did is that you have people who have no idea uh, who I am, uh, and I have no idea who they are, which would be us. Um <laughs> Uh, I've never met them, uh, or I've barely met them, and they criticize you. And he said, but when I retire at the end of my career, they're going to forget about me, and I'm going to forget about them. And I won't forget my journey, my family, my friends, and we won't forget my journey. So the price you pay to get criticized by people who don't... Mm-hmm. The price that you pay is to get criticized by people who don't really know you. It's... I, I think it's one thing leads to another, right? Like, he forced his way out of Columbus. He did. Um, I don't think he forced his way out of Winnipeg. He was just non-committal to Winnipeg. He just said, "I'm not going to resign here," which is—I mean, that's a force. What's yeah. Winnipeg going to do? Like they could like stuck with him if they wanted to, you no, know. It, in in Columbus, out. in Columbus, he dogged it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. He yeah, had yeah. that. He had that one very infamous shift where he dogged it, and it seemed like you know, fucking, just get me out of here. I'm not going to play for your team. Winnipeg guy tried his ass off and had some really great seasons there. And just said, "I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna return." He played great in Winnipeg, especially and, and then last year. Gave him the opportunity to trade him, 
And for great assets. I thought they did pretty well in the deal. I don't think he's a bad guy. Um, you know, saying he forced his way out of two teams, I think is mm-hmm. maybe not breaking the truth, but it's bending it. And I like that perspective that he has. You know, I made a tough decision. A lot of people are going to hate me, but in the end, I'm going to be happy. Yeah, it's my That's, life. I mean, Very he's good. in L.A. Mm. I'm he's, in L.A. Yeah, it could be worse. He gets to live in L.A. Making yeah. a bajillion dollars. Yeah, I heard being rich in L.A. is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've heard that. Never experienced it. Maybe one day. Well, uh, you know, sell your seats. Since we're on the Jets, did you guys see anything about the the, uh, the attendance numbers? With the Jets game, because they haven't been great. Why is that? Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't find any reasons on why the attendance has been a little bit poor. But like, you're not, adver- they're not hitting fourteen thousand fans for a game. That well, now they only have fifteen thousand, I think, in the arena. But yeah, even yeah. so, you think, that usually is. Packed. You think if your arena is smaller than most, you'll be able to sell it out? Should you be stoked on the Jets? Yeah, the re-signing of Shifley and Hellebuck means like we're not going to be bad. Yeah, but that just happened, right? So mm-hmm. like. All that season ticket stuff um, happened months ago. Like, like the the push to basically the second the season is done, even before in some cases they're like, "Hey, renew your season seats. Hey, get that done. Get that done." And enough people were like, "Eh, hmm. meh. You're the Jets." Like they, they you know, Hellebuck. I, it's encouraging that they're gonna try Shifley. It's encouraging that they're gonna try. Um, maybe this kind of shows why they felt like they had to do those deals because right. they knew something we didn't. The fan base ticket, was waning. Ticket sales were soft. Um, and, you know, winning cures all. If, if yeah. you win, fans will go. But um, easier said than done. I'd like to ask Brady about the vibes in Winnipeg. You know, if, if the fa- if, like the collective population there is really behind this team right now. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, the way they Rick ended Bo- last year where, you know, Rick Boness comes out and goes, oh, that was soulless. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I, like, I, like I, I can understand. He didn't put a good sell on for the next season. <laughs> what about how last season ended made you go, oh, yeah. And like, even though they were able to keep Shifley and keep Hellebuck. Oh, cool. Let's run this back. Great. Like Shifley had a fight. This this uh, oh he's had a good. good start to the season, yeah, a really good start. Um, but like, uh, I could see how the average fan would look at this year's team and compare it to last year's team and think it's worse. I wouldn't I think it's say better. that. I do actually kind of think it's better, but like, it's got less star power than it did. Okay, well, if Blake Wheeler is still a star, right? Oh well, I wouldn't. Well, and I mean PLD. that's the captain, right? Like and it's PLD, he's yeah. a popular guy. Yep. Yep. Fans uh, liked him. The last thing I want to do before we do a quick press conference is this. Did you see Columbus's tribute to Jonathan Quick? Yes. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Shout out Columbus. Hilarious. Shout out to the yeah. Thank you That's for having shit. a sense of humor. Yep. And I liked I liked that Quick was down with it too. Oh yeah. I thought that was funny. Um one ga- he played he spent one day there. I don't even think he ever put on a jersey, but good for him. Blue Jackets gave him a ring. Did they? Well, they sent him to Vegas. Oh, they gave him a ring. I'm like, I thought they had like a team ring. <laughs> oh, no. No, oh, okay. although they should give him one of those too. They should. Mm-hmm. They should. All right. Let's do the press conference. The SDP. The Steve Dangle press conference. Steve Dangle, if you give me a moment here, I got to yell at you for half a second. Okay. Um, last episode, we had a very contentious debate. Um, and by contentious debate, I mean you were being a little unreasonable because I was showing you something and you did not want to believe it. What happened? So uh, a lovely uh, sure. Twitter user 
Oh, named, I know. <laughs> oh. Named random guy Canadian CDN uh, tweeted us this picture. The picture says, the tweet says, here's a picture of my game puck used from Vegas vs. Jets game three of last year's playoffs. Cool. And for those of you on audio who are listening to this episode, uh, you will see on the screen right now is the used game puck from the Jets Golden Knights uh, game last year. On the used puck are three little or six little dots going around the middle of the puck. Is those three or six, Jesse. I those don't believe six it. little pucks. I was gonna say three on each side, but then I stopped myself and six dots. Those six little dots are the sensors that the NHL uses with their collection of cameras around the arena to do puck tracking. Wow. And those six sensors are the sensors on the puck. And yes, when you get a used puck from the team, it does have the sensors on them. This is the this is the content that liberal media doesn't want you to see. Yes, Jesse. You know. Um, so what do you say now about you questioning the existence of the sensors? Well, that's interesting evidence, Jesse. But what of my feelings? <laughs> Have you considered vibes? We also got a message in the SDPN, uh, SDP conversation chat thread on our Discord where people are just talking about the episode. And we got uh, a message from Scott. Scott says, uh, hey, Robert, the added Robert, uh, at 39.50 of the podcast today, Jesse brings up an article about a player and puck tracking. Uh, and the article references the company SMT. I work for SMT. If they ever have any further questions about it, I'd be willing to answer some for them. Can ensure, can, can ensure for Steve that the pucks with the trackers are not prototypes and they are real deal being used in the game. Cool. So we have somebody at SMT who is uh, the company behind the sensors who is willing to come on and chat if you I want to talk to them. I love that. would love to know everything about yeah. it. So I got their email and uh, we can ask them a couple questions. Oh, that'd be the, great. The puck uh, tracking. I love yeah. it. I love it. See, you're welcome. Me being, <laughs> me being stupid led to this wonderful opportunity. You're welcome. What a gift yeah. for you guys. Jesse, Always do you have any other questions that you'd like uh, to do? No, I had, I had a couple of things, but like we can uh, get to it. I have one quick thing I want to run by you guys. Mm. Sure. Okay, And this is from Jesse Marshall, uh, our good friend yes. in Pittsburgh. Uh, he said, very troubling. This is a, a, a thing that he pulled from the internet. Very troubling that the song Monster Mash isn't the Monster Mash. Mm -hmm. It's a song about the Monster Mash, which is not itself heard on the track. So, and it says that basically means that the Monster Mash is fundamentally unknowable to us. Nobody knows the Monster Mash or has heard the Monster Mash. We've only heard about it. Damn. Damn. And, and I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It's the first tweet I read this morning and it kind of fucked me up. What if it's terrifying? What if it is? Like, I don't what even, if it's not catchy? We don't know the choreography. We don't know the tune. We don't know anything. Oh my God. We don't even know what key oh. it's in. That's that makes no sense. Jesse, is you trying to wrap the show up? Uh, I can't hit the button, but in, <laughs> in our minds right now, right, the button fine. is playing. Uh, happy birthday, <laughs> CJ! Uh, congratulations to you, my friend. We're so excited for you going joining the athletic one more time. Yeah, listen Thanks to uh, the newest episode, Asian Provocateur. Uh, featuring Brian Burke, Alan Walsh, and some guy named Adam Wilde. It's very good. But the other two are more important, let's be honest. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.